Hey everybody, are you enjoying the Christmas season? I am. I'm enjoying seeing all the illuminations and the Christmas carols and I love it. I love everything about Christmas. I love the Christmas season. I'm always kind of sad when we hit the 25th because it's like, ah, oh, it's over. But we're not there yet, so we have time to celebrate and time to talk about the Bible. Today, we are talking about Joseph's perspective. So last week, we talked about Mary's perspective on the birth of Christ. This week, we're taking a look at Joseph's perspective. Now, there's not too much written about Joseph in the Bible, but we do have a bit. And I think that bit that we got is a lot if we unpack it all. So that's what I want to do today. So today's message is called Joseph's Perspective. What a good guy. Just what a, what a good guy. So Joseph, he was, you know, from a small town. Uh, he was a carpenter by trade. And uh, yeah, I think he was just like a, a normal, nice guy. And last week we talked about how there was a 600-year-old prophecy about the chosen uh, you know, Messiah, God's chosen one. And that Mary had a vision or had an angel visit her and tell her that she was going to be the one to give birth to that Messiah, the one that's been foretold for 600 years. Now, Joseph, I'm sure he being part of that culture would have had an understanding and a, a thought of that prophecy. And there is one to come, there's a chosen one. But I don't think he would have thought in his wildest of dreams that he would be the father to the Messiah. <laughs> and so Mary's story is amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, we love to see it. And we see a lot more of Mary in the New Testament as it goes on. But let's see what Joseph's story is like. Let's see why he was chosen to be Jesus's earthly father. So Matthew 1, 18 to 19. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So, like, this would have been a lot for Mary to take in. Like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, pregnant with the Holy Spirit. But then now I have to tell my fiancé, Joseph, that I am now pregnant with the Holy Spirit, which has never happened in the history of the world and has never happened since. And so she comes to Joseph and has to tell him, uh, I got some news for you, honey. <laughs> uh, so I'm pregnant, but it's uh, it's by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so please don't be mad. <laughs> could you imagine, like Joseph, like like what? Like what are you talking about? Like that's not even possible. That's not even a real thing. What are you talking about? And uh, I, you know, I got married a year and a half ago, and uh, I got engaged. I proposed last. Last Christmas, last Christmas, I gave you a ring. Okay, so anyways, um, so I got engaged last Christmas. Oh, uh, no, no, two Christmases ago. Two Christmases ago. Sorry, Melissa. Two Christmases ago. And uh, I was engaged for five months with the lovely Melissa. And uh, I, like, what would I have done if Melissa came to me and be like, hey, so I got some news. A thing happened. And uh, now I'm pregnant with the Holy Spirit. I would be like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Like, you know, that would be heartbreaking, you know? Like the girl that you love, you're excited, you have plans, you have all these hopes and dreams of, of a life together, and then boom, everything just kind of comes crashing down. But I love Joseph's reaction because it doesn't say that he got mad and flew off the handle and started screaming at Mary saying like, how could you do this to me? And then it doesn't say how he complained to God like, God, how could you do this? Like, God, why? Like, it doesn't talk about that. It said, you know, Joseph to whom she was engaged was a righteous man and didn't want to disgrace Mary. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. He could have gone public. He could have shamed her. He could have told his mom. He could have told her mom and said, this girl, you know, like he could have gone all the way and just slandered her. But that's not who Joseph was. Joseph was a good man who loved his fiance at that time. He loved Mary. And I think it's beautiful to see his reaction wasn't one of anger. I'm sure there was confusion, but I think Joseph was the kind of guy that probably was more sad. Like more than angry, I think he was sad. I think he would have been brokenhearted that this beautiful girl that he's excited to, to spend the rest of his life together, this is crazy news for him. But because he was a good man, because he loved Mary, he wanted to divorce her in private so not to shame her and so not to harm her future, especially in that culture. Um, that was a big taboo to, to be getting <laughs> pregnant outside of wedlock. And so he didn't want to shame her at all. But in the midst of the hardest moment in Joseph's life, the worst news that he could have possibly had in his life and the hardest decision to break things off with Mary, something crazy happens to Joseph as well. So let's read what happens in Matthew 1, verse 20 to 22. It said, as he was considering all these things, so Joseph has got 101 thoughts flying around his head. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his peoples from their sins. So have you ever had those days where you go to sleep and you got like a hundred thoughts going through your head and you're like replaying the day and it's like, I shouldn't have said that. Or why did that happen? Or that person, and like, you know, like there's a hundred things playing, replaying in your head before you go to sleep. Well, imagine Joseph, but on steroids of a hundred times a hundred or a million, like, he, like what was going on inside his head? And an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And the first thing he said is, do not be afraid. And so I think it's beautiful that, that's, that those are the times in life that God speaks to us. And I personally like to journal at night. I journal right before I go to sleep. Me and Melissa, we both journal and then we both pray and then we both go to sleep. Unless one of us falls asleep. But anyway, <laughs> so we both journal before we go to sleep. And the days that I journal... I find that there are less thoughts running around my head, keeping me awake at night. The nights that I maybe, you know, I missed the day here or I was on holiday or something. Then those nights, there's a lot that could happen and there's a lot that could be going around my head. So I find talking to God before I go to sleep gives me peace. Just like Joseph, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and gave him peace. So, 
If we are concerned about many things in this life, if we have a lot of worries, a lot of concerns and whatever going on in our heads, why not try praying or even journaling before we go to bed? Because God loves to speak to us. God loves to give us peace. God loves to take our worries, our burdens away. And He wants to make sure that you have a good night's sleep, just like Joseph had a good night's sleep here. And so let's see uh, what happens right after that. So the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph. And then we continue in verse 24 to 25. It says, When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until the son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. And so I love it. I love to see it. Like Joseph, he gets the word from God. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't ask why. He doesn't complain and be like, but, 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 but. No. Joseph said, it says, when he woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord said. He came to Mary. He's like, I love you. I'm going to marry you. And we're going to have this baby. And that was that. That was the end of it. There was no more complaints. There was no more concerns or confusion. He got the word from God. And that was enough for Joseph to make the decision to take Mary and her unborn child. And I love it because it says that he didn't have sexual relations with her until the son was born. What? What a guy, right? Like what an incredible man to be able to like marry her and then wait until the child was born to then consummate the marriage is probably the the politically correct way to say it. (laughs) And so he waited for Mary. He waited for Jesus to be born and he named the baby Jesus just as he was instructed to do. And I believe that he loved Jesus. Jesus so much. He would have loved Jesus so much. He loved Mary so much and he would have loved his son so much as well. This is the man that God chose for Jesus to be Jesus's earthly father. What a great guy, right? And so the first thing I want to say today is that Joseph was a man of action. He got the word of God and he acted on it. He didn't ask why. He didn't complain. He didn't throw a little pity tantrum and say, oh, poor me. Why does it always happen to me? He didn't do any of that. He's like, right, God, I got it. I got the word. I'm in. And that's incredible. I want to be more like that. Don't you? Don't you want to be a man or a woman of action that just one word from God is enough? Like one word from God just seals the deal. There's no room for doubt. One word from God can seal the deal. And that's what happened to Joseph. But it didn't just happen this one time. And this was actually, this got me really excited as I was looking into Joseph's story. But the angel of the Lord didn't appear to Joseph once. In fact, there's four times that the angel actually appeared to Joseph. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Crazy, right? Let's see the different times that the angel appeared to him. So first, the one that we just read, when Mary first became pregnant and the angel of the Lord told Joseph, Hey, it's going to be okay, mate. This is a blessing. This is a gift from heaven. You're going to be an incredible father, Joseph. That was the first time. The second time is when the uh, ruler of the area named Herod uh, tried to kill Jesus or tried to kill all the babies under the age of two in the land. And they, Jesus' family had to escape 
to a different country called Egypt. So we see that story here in Matthew 2, 13 to 14. So we know about the wise men, the three wise men, like they come. And uh, that's how Herod kind of found out that there's a, a new king being born. So he's a jealous guy, super insecure, uh, lame. So anyways, his insecurities caused many people to die. But it says, after the wise men were gone, uh, and this is after Jesus was born, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod, this evil man, is going to search for the child to kill him. That night... Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother. That night! It didn't say when he woke up the next morning and got his things together and then, you know, found his house on the app to, to go live at the next place and then call the, the moving company to get all their... Like, no! That night, the angel... So it says, uh, in a dream, he was asleep. This is the middle of the night. Joseph was asleep. The angel spoke to him. He got up and boom! They were gone. They were out the door. He was not going to risk another minute in that area where his son was in danger, where his wife was in danger. He wasn't going to risk any of that. He's like, nah, I'm not having that. We are out of here. And so he moved straight away. So he immediately, re uh, he immediately acted after he got the word from God. Isn't that cool? The third time that the angel appeared to him was after that evil man Herod had died. This is a couple years later, the angel of the Lord appeared to them while they were living in Egypt and said, Hey guys, it's time to go back. So Matthew 2, uh, 20 to 21, it says, Get up and take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and return to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. So isn't that crazy? The angel says, get up and go. And what does Joseph do? No, I'm tired. I just moved all my stuff over here. We're just settling down. I'm just finding a little preschool to take. Like, no, it was none of that. He was like, boom. Yes, sir. Yes, God. I got it. I got the word. I'm in. I am here to serve you and to protect my child and my wife to protect my family and that's the kind of guy that joseph was he was a protector he loved mary he loved jesus and he was there he was chosen by god to be their protector to be their caretaker and so no buts no excuses word of the lord boom he's out of here the fourth time this is the last time that we get so this is four times that the angel comes to speak to joseph um so when he comes back, he comes out of Egypt, he comes back into the, the original area in Israel, and he hears that Herod, that evil man, has a son who's now in charge. So naturally, that inspires a bit of fear because the guy, your, this guy's dad wanted to kill my son, and now the son is in charge, and it's, it's messy. So we continue the story, verse 22, 23. But when he, Joseph, learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, <laughs> maybe, uh, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said. He will be called a Nazarene. So you wonder why Jesus was brought up in Galilee in Nazareth? It's because that's where the angel guided Joseph 
to take his family to grow up in a safe environment. Isn't that cool? I thought this was awesome that the angel appeared to Joseph four times. And each time, Joseph acted immediately. He was a man of action. And he was also a man of faith. He absolutely trusted God. He wasn't asking questions. He wasn't asking why. He got the word and he did it. But he was still a man, right? It said that he was afraid. He was a man just like you and me, a human that has emotions, that has fear, that has stuff that happens in life, right? He was afraid. And I love, there's a lot of quotes about what courage is. And one quote that I like is, courage isn't the absence of fear, it's doing it even though you're afraid. So courage doesn't mean that you are never afraid and you are titanium and that there's nothing getting, like that's not what courage is. Courage means that you're a regular human. You feel regular things, but you do what you need to do anyway. In this case, Joseph was going to do what God told him to do. That's the kind of man Joseph was. He was a man of action. He was a man of faith. And that doesn't mean you'll never be afraid. Like when you become a Christian, you need faith to believe in God. You can't believe in God without faith. But who knows after becoming a Christian that life happens, right? You know, pandemics happen. Stuff happens in our life and it's not always smooth sailing. There are trials, there are challenges, there are hard times. God, I don't believe God is sending us hard times, but I believe He uses the hard times in our life to build our faith. And that's what happened in Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus's life here, is there was hard times. There was life and death situations. It was hard. It was difficult. There would have been a lot of stress. And like amidst all of that chaos, Joseph heard the voice of God and he acted on the voice of God. How could he act? Because he had faith. He believed in God. He believed in God's word. He believed in God's promise. And I believe this is why God chose him to be Jesus's earthly father. He was a good man. He wasn't some flashy guy. He wasn't a rich guy. He was a carpenter from a small town. Just a small town boy. You know, that was kind of flat, but whatever. You know, he was a small town guy. And he was there and he, was, he just showed up. And he did what God told him to do. God chose him to be his, Jesus' earthly father, to be Jesus' role model. He chose Joseph to ensure that Jesus had a safe upbringing. And he chose, he trusted Joseph to take care of his son, of God's son. Can you imagine with that immense responsibility? Okay, now you are entrusted with taking care of the Messiah of the universe. Like, whoa, that's a big deal. And Mary and Joseph were the perfect people. They were God's choice. And Mary's story, like I said, it was a beautiful story. And I also love Joseph's story. That Joseph's story is also a beautiful story. Because in life, we need to take a few lessons from Joseph. We need to see his life and see how he was a man of action and he was a man of faith. And action and faith cannot be separate things. You need both to have the other. You need one to have 
the other. You can't have faith and no action because that doesn't, that's not how faith works. You need to act on your faith and you can't have action without faith because how are you going to act if you don't believe in what you're acting in? And so guys, I believe that there's two key characteristics of Joseph that I want to grow in. And I want to encourage you guys that we can see his life. We can see his example and we can learn a lot from him. This Christmas season, I think it's a time that we can take action with faith. We can have faith with action. They're one and the same thing. And why not this Christmas? Christmas service, right, is next Sunday. It's a week away. And I want to encourage you guys, Christians watching this today, that we need to take action, that we need to be the ones to invite. We need to be the ones that spreads love. We need to be the ones that are the ones who give during this Christmas season. I love Christmas. I have fond memories of Christmas. When I was a child, we always had a Christmas tree, much like this one. And we would have presents, just like this as well. And I remember waking up every Christmas and getting up at like 5 or 6 a.m. or something and running to the tree to find my presents. Oh, I wanted presents. I was like, oh, where's my presents? Oh, this is Richie's presents, oh, cousin's presents, <laughs> Monty's presents, right? Who doesn't love receiving, right? But I think as Christians, it's great to receive, but we have also been called to give. We can give that feeling of joy to someone else this Christmas. And so whether that is a physical gift, whether it's a, a message of encouragement, a message of thanks maybe to a family member, hey dad, thinking about you this Christmas. Hey mom, thinking about you, love your mom, love your dad. Or even, and I think this would be really good, is if we sent an invitation, what a gift. What a gift we could give this Christmas. Like, what did you get for Christmas? Uh, I got a bicycle. What did you get for Christmas? Uh, I got a Apple pen. Like, what did you get for Christmas? I got salvation. I got eternal life. Like, that is the best gift that we could extend an invitation to. We're not giving the gift of eternal life. Jesus, clearly, right? Okay, you know. But... We are here to be God's ambassadors on earth. And I think that I'm so excited and so inspired by Joseph's story that how when God told him to do something, boom, immediately he went, he did it, he acted because he had faith. I know, guys, that we have faith. We are a church of faith. We are a people of faith. And I believe this Christmas season could be the best Christmas season ever. Not because we're kind of coming out of pandemic stuff. We're coming out of, you know, craziness. But because this could be the Christmas season that one of your loved ones, someone that you care for, their life could change this season. And God put us in their life to make it happen. And He invites us, like he, he invited Joseph, to be a part of an incredible Christmas story. So guys, why don't we make a decision? Let's step out in faith to be part of other people's Christmas story. And they might, through this, be able to meet and find Jesus and their lives might be changed through us taking action and having faith 
just like Joseph did in this story. I'm super encouraged by this story, guys. I hope you are too. And right now, I'd like to take a moment to pray with you all together. So I'm going to pray that we will be able to have faith and take action this Christmas season. Sound good? Why don't you raise your hands with me and we'll pray together. Thank you so much for this season, God. Thank you so much for sending Jesus to this earth in this Christmas season. We are so thankful for all that you have done for us. We just don't want that thankfulness to stay and end with us. God, we want to extend that thankfulness to others. So God, I pray that if we have any fear, any uh, concern, any worry, God, that you would get rid of that and that you would help us to be bold this Christmas season, that we would take a step of faith, that we would act on our faith, that we would go out, that we would invite, that we would see people come to know you this Christmas season, God. We ask and we believe that this Christmas season is going to be the best Christmas we've ever seen. We thank you so much, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And lastly, I just want to pray for one more group of people. And that is for anyone watching today who does not yet know Jesus. You haven't yet accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. I got good news for you today that Jesus didn't just come to save me. He didn't just come to save the other Christians that are watching this. He came to save you because He loves you just as much as anyone. And that's why Christmas is a thing is because Jesus was born on this earth and Jesus grew up he lived the perfect life he actually went to the cross to die for you and me for our sins for our mistakes he wants to take that stuff away and he wants to give you eternal life he wants to give you a better life and he rose again three days later and it says if you believe in Jesus if you believe that he is the risen Savior he is the one that's come to, to save you you accept that in your heart, then He will come into your life. He will change you from the inside out. And I want to give you that opportunity today. So if you want to believe in Jesus for the first time or you want to come back to Jesus today, on the count of three, I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I want you to respond in your heart. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. Why don't you receive Jesus into your heart? Come on. Why don't we pray for everyone that made that decision today? Yes, God, we thank you so much for Christmas that you sent Jesus to die for us, that he saved us by your love. We are saved, God. And I pray that right now that those people who are opening their hearts, you would come into their life in a powerful way, that you would take away their sin and shame from the past, that you will make them white as snow, and that you are going to just put them on an incredible path towards the future that you have for them, God. We give you so much thanks this Christmas season. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Well, guys, I'm hyped for Christmas. It's going to be an incredible time. Looking forward to being able to spend Christmas with you guys, church, online, maybe in person as well. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.